Does God get up and rise and grind? No. God sleeps in. God makes a cup of coffee. God sits down at the front porch of heaven and looks out over everything that God has created and says it's all good. It's all good. Look at that Milky Way I put in the sky. That's pretty nice, isn't it, to some angel walking by. And what, what is... Oh, that's a platypus. Yeah, oh, yeah, that came out of that 4.30 meeting yesterday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is kind of cute, you know? It's all good. It's all good. God is not anxious on the seventh day about the universe falling apart or the universe failing to make a profit. God is so lacking in anxiety over the things that God does that God takes a day off. We, on the other hand, are quite a bit anxious about our little worlds. We're very anxious that our little worlds might collapse if we stop burning the candle at both ends. If I'm not grinding 24-7, I might miss out on a promotion. I might lose that important contract. I might miss a mortgage payment. I might not be able to afford that vacation that I wanted to take because my credit card is already at the max. And that means... I'm going to lose face, you know, in front of my neighbors, in front of my friends, in front of my family, my coworkers, everybody that I told about this vacation that I was going to take. I know you're anxious, but there is good news. None of us are indispensable, not even to ourselves. Elsewhere, the scriptures warn us, unless the Lord builds the city, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For God gives sleep to God's beloved. God is the indispensable one. For in God we live and move and have our being. And if God can sleep in once a week, so can you. You see, when we step away from work, that is a step, a leap of faith. We trust that the stars will not fall and that neither we nor the platypus will go uh, hungry because God is good and God is great. That's that prayer that we teach our children says. And while we have a part to play in the management of our own affairs, it is only by God's goodness and by God's power that we enjoy safety and security. But the Sabbath is not a day of complete inactivity. If the Sabbath is for remembering who is really in charge, then there is no better way to remember that than to gather and worship the one who is in charge. The Heidelberg Catechism, uh, which is one of our Presbyterian Confessions of Faith, says that the day of rest is primarily for attending worship, to learn what God's Word teaches, to participate in the sacraments, and to pray publicly. And it says it's for diligently attending worship. Now, I'll share a stat or two with you. As recently as the year 2000, surveys showed that active Christians attended worship three to four Sundays a month. That's what it meant to be an active Christian. By 2020, an active Christian was known for attending worship once or twice a month. The pandemic didn't do that. We did that. Our priorities changed, and the pandemic has accelerated that change in priorities. 
Something else I want to point out, I know correlation doesn't prove causation, but in the same period that people stopped gathering for worship, the diagnoses of anxiety disorder in this society have increased for all age groups, and especially for adults 18 to 25. Anxiety disorder has doubled. Now, there are many reasons for this worrisome trend, but I have a feeling that a society that increasingly gathers for worship at the altars of career success and partisan politics is going to be a highly anxious society. Let me change the subject now. How do we love our neighbors by keeping Sabbath? Well, first we remember that our ancestors in faith were slaves in Egypt. They never got a day off. They didn't get paid a fair wage for their labor. They were subjected to appalling working conditions. And there are more recent memories that are particular to our own society, whether we are Christians or not. 250 years of chattel slavery in our society. Uh, in the previous century, children regularly worked in mines and in factories and were maimed or even killed in dangerous workplaces. We remember, and maybe we've had these stories told down, passed down to us at Thanksgiving dinners, memories of immigrant ancestors who worked long hours for very low pay in the hope that we, their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, might have a better life. It is God's will that these memories of pain and oppression and exploitation motivate us to create a society in which no one is enslaved or abused or exploited in the marketplace. And that work starts here in this society that we call the church. The Heidelberg Catechism also states that the purpose of coming together for the Sabbath is to bring together offerings for the poor. If it were not for that money that we collect on a weekly basis, then our worship of God might be hypocritical or even idolatrous. We might be worshiping a God, but not the God who frees slaves and brings them into a land where love is the ethic and the rule. So I want to highlight one thing in particular for you this Sunday. In addition to the offerings that we receive for our ongoing ministries, this Sunday we are receiving the Peace and Global Witness Offering of the Presbyterian Church USA. That equips our denomination and our partners throughout the world to, quote, address the anxiety and the discord that is prevalent throughout this broken and sinful world. Let me tell you a couple of stories. Your offerings will support the creative work of a Presbyterian minister named Stephen Herring, who pastors two small churches in North Carolina and is the owner of a business called Creative Salvage Designs. And he works primarily at demoing and rebuilding homes in the town of Princeville, which is a town founded by freed slaves right after the Civil War, a town that's been increasingly subjected to severe flooding over the past 20 years. Your offerings will also support the work of Reverend Hellebal Poget, who is a, on the faculty of a Presbyterian seminary in Madagascar and is ordained in the Church of Jesus Christ of Madagascar, to a ministry that frees women from human traffickers and educates women about how they can avoid being trafficked and being sneered. And there are many others 
who time would fail to tell, whose work to free captives and to spread God's love is sustained by your generosity. Our congregation has a mission statement that begins with this statement. First Presbyterian Church is a home for your heart. It's not a rental for a twice a year vacation getaway. It is your spiritual home. It is a home for your heart. God intends for it to be your primary spiritual residence. And why is that? Because the rest that you will find when you gather for worship is an antidote to the anxiety and the fear that drives so much of our society and drives us away from God's presence and away from loving our neighbors as ourselves. And just a reminder, if you're traveling, if you're sick, if the kids have a crew tournament or a soccer tournament, worship is always available online. And in fact, if you're worshiping with us on uh, Wednesday at 4.37 p.m., uh, shoot me an email or put a comment because I'd like to know about that. I'd like to, it's always available, this is the point I'm trying to make. There's always a time when you can make time for Sabbath. First Presbyterian Church is a home for your heart. As our hearts grow more centered in the heart of God, we grow more and more passionate about the desires of God's heart. And one of those important desires, is think, that thing that weighs heavy on God's heart, is that captives be free and that people learn to love one another. So when you're at work tomorrow, do a good job, be conscientious and diligent, but invest your heart and your soul, your time and your treasure in God, not in the grind. And don't turn a blind eye to those whose lives are being ground under. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. In the name of the one who is and who was and who is to come. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page. Grace and peace be with you.